Well, good morning. How's everybody doing today? Man, it is great to be in the house of the Lord to worship and to celebrate Him here with us today. Amen? I'll tell you, I want to take a moment just to welcome everybody joining us online. It's great to have you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Church family, can we give all of those who are joining us online great big journey church welcome? And you are in for a tremendous blessing. Uh, actually, I asked Pastor Dino, he's, he's going to speak tonight for Journeymen, but I asked him to minister today in all of our services this morning as well. And man, the, the first service we had this morning, his message was spot on. It was something that, that just touched all of our hearts. And so he and his family have been such a tremendous blessing to us here at Journey Church. We're honored to have the whole family with us today. But let me just tell you something. Stacy and I, years ago when we first moved to Baton Rouge, we didn't know anybody. And uh, it was so easy for us to be able to connect with Dino and Delenn. And we went and sat down uh, with Pastor Dino and had a great time uh, just listening to the things that the Lord was doing in his life. And when we built Journey uh, some years later, uh, he was instrumental in helping us. We had so many issues, so many different things that popped up. And I remember I went and sat down with him and said, hey, we need some help in some areas. And this is what he said. He said, Jay, the, the cavalry's on the way. And the next thing you know, we had all kinds of people here helping us with sound and lighting and all these different areas. And Pastor Dean, I'm telling you, if it hadn't been for you, the Lord using you, it would have been a tough time for us for sure. And so this morning, he's got a great message, wants to bring to you uh, and just open up your heart. So let's give him a great big Journey Church welcome. All right, come on. Hey, God's good, amen. Uh, what a great day to be alive. I'm so thankful to be here. Just love what God has done at Journey and, and getting to know uh, your pastors, of course, all these years. And it's always good to be back in Louisiana. I tell you, we live in Alabama now, and it is tough living in Alabama when you're an LSU fan. It's just, you, you, just, don't, you just don't get to brag a lot. You know, just, we brag on the food. Come on, somebody. You got, you got to find something to brag on. And so uh, the, these are good days, and uh, it's always great to be back in, in, in Baton Rouge. And uh, Delenn and I just love Louisiana, but it's good to be back in Central. Uh, so funny. Uh, I married a Central Wildcat. Come on, shout out to the Wildcats. Uh, I still, we still say that sometimes mess with each other. And it's the funniest thing. I showed up in, from a little town, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, came to Bible school here back in the 80s. And we were all, a bunch of us guys were hanging out. I never forget this. We we're all hanging out at lunch at, at Bible school. Brother Wayne was one of the professors there. And uh, we were talking. A guy was from Gonzales. And he was talking about bragging on Gonzales. And we're all, I was like, wow. So we didn't know anything about nothing. We're like, well, we're, you know, we're, we, you know, can you introduce us maybe to some of your friends or maybe some of the girls from Gonzales? He's like, no, 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 no. You don't want to meet the girls from Gonzales. You want to meet the girls from Central. And so <laughs> I met a girl from Central. And, and, uh, and so it's just an honor to be here. We love uh, what God has done, and it's just a great church. I was telling some friends earlier, man, what a great church you're in. Uh, just uh, they're willing to help people, do whatever it takes to help people find kind of their place in God. And I love a church that says, hey, here's a pathway. Here are some steps you could figure out, and you can be a part of our growth track, the pathway, or you could be involved with a life group, which is so huge. 
or you'd be a part of the serve team or be a part of the generosity here. And I needed that when I showed up in church because I was not raised in church. And so I showed up in church. I needed someone to help me along the way a little bit. And so thank God for a church like this that will help you take those steps. And I just want to encourage you to be a part of that if you're just kind of kicking the tires of journey. I can promise you, you found a great church led by great pastors and people that love God and, and love people. So great environment. And again, we're grateful for uh, your pastors. We've known them a long time. And Delenn and Stacey sang together back in the day. And then so many different friends here. And then uh, I met Jay a long time ago, Pastor Jay, a long time ago. And to see what God has done here. And so uh, we continue to be friends. So it's an honor to be here. Then I get to be at the men's night tonight. Come on. Get, come on. We're giving away kayaks. We, everybody gets an ice chest. It's going to be a great night. This is a fantastic night at a men's. You don't get that at a woman's conference. Come on. You just get a cupcake. We're giving out ice chests at Journey. And so uh, you want to be here tonight. We're going to have a blast last tonight for the men's uh, night together and just believe God. God's going to speak to each heart that's here. And But uh, we've been in Birmingham for about six years and uh, just reaching people at a great church there, Church of the Highlands, a church like this, multiple services, seeing people come to Christ, life groups. And so, so many similarities uh, between our churches. And then also get to serve with an organization called Art where we plant churches. So there's uh, there's couples like Pastor Jay and Stacey who want to do this in other locations. And so over the last 17, 18 years, uh, we planted right at 810 churches. And every time you give, when you tithe, you go online to give or you download that app to give, uh, your, the leadership here helps us plant other churches. And so we, we planted... Uh, goodness, about 80 this year. We'll plant maybe another 100 next year, and we're planting them in all kinds of places. This year, we planted one in Idaho, in Utah. We're planting them everywhere and just reaching people for Christ. So thanks a lot for your generosity. This is a generous church, and our family's doing well. Uh, Dylan is with me today, and then our baby Isabella is with us, and her friend JR, and Brother Wayne, Miss D. And so, but I, I brought a picture of our family. We just married off a daughter uh, this past week, and so that was about two weeks ago, and so so that's Isabella, and then there's Bacall. She was our firstborn, and so she she's an LSU grad, uh, married that guy that graduated from Alabama, I'm telling you right now. So we're in a real intense discipleship program right now. There's a freedom movement in our, our family right now. We're seeing him come out of some things in his life, but he's a, he's a great young man. He's a gift. That's Trey. Then that's our son, Dylan. He's up in New York, serves at the Hillsong uh, Church, and then that's lovely Dylan. We'll be married 30 years December. Dylan, why don't you stand? This is my amazing wife. Come on, Central Wildcats. Are you class of 87? 1987, class of 87. Come on, shout out. Come on. I, I, I remember all sorts of things about your school because uh, we, we always talk about Central. But, uh, again, it's an honor to be here and, and love this church. I love that you're in the year of the Bible where you're going through the Bible, which I think is incredible. And I want to I come alongside of a Bible theme that you see all throughout Scripture, especially in the New Testament. And I want to talk for a few minutes and come alongside of what God is doing in this church. And I want to talk about living the extra life, living the extra life. So let's all pray. Father, we love you. Lord, thank you for what you're doing at Journey, and we thank you for our pastors. Lord, that you, you, they're such a gift. They're a gift to so many people, caring for people, integrity, consistency. So, Lord, we honor them. We bless them. So speak to us today, God, like you did in the first service. And Lord, thank you for what you're doing around church life and with students and, and young people. And Lord, what you're going to do tonight with the men. So, Father, we lean into your word. We need you. In Jesus' name, everybody said a good amen. Once you turn to the person next to you and say, I'm glad you made it to church today. 
Come on, look at the other person that was your second choice and tell them, you look like you could use a little journey, my friend, my brother. It was so good. Tiffany up here leading worship. She was in our wedding, my goodness, and her daughter was on stage. Wow. Let's just reminisce for 30 minutes right now. Just, I'm getting old. Um, I love the word extra. I've always loved that word extra. Uh, you see it all over the Bible. One of the places you see it is in Matthew 5, verse 41. It's just a, a phrase scripture. It's in the Sermon on the Mount. So Jesus is teaching the Sermon on the Mount. And he's, he's just basically letting the people know what life in the kingdom of God is like. This is what it looks like in the kingdom of God. Because he's trying to give them a picture of the, it's really the opposite of what normal life looks like. And what life under yourself and what life is like without his salvation. So he goes through this Sermon on the Mount. It's just truth after truth after truth. Some parts of it he'll give us a short thought. Some parts of it he'll give a longer thought. And so in Matthew 5, it's that Sermon on the Mount. It's a whole part of it. But one of the phrases he says and, and, uh, is in Matthew 5, 41, and he says, and I think this is interesting, he says, and whoever shall compel you to go a mile, go with him too. He looks at the Jewish people who are living under the, the, the rule of the Romans, and the Romans had the opportunity, the ability, really had a law that said that any time they were carrying their pack, their, 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 their bags of, of all that they would travel with, they could stop any Jewish citizen and say, hey, you, carry my bag. And, then, and it was required that they would go one mile. And so anybody, if you didn't do it, then you would be punished immediately. No matter what you were doing, you stop what you were doing, and you, you would do that. And so Jesus uses this illustration and said, if they ever ask you to go one mile, don't just go the one mile. Because remember, you weren't going one mile. Wherever you started, you went one mile. But then you had to turn around and go back another mile to where you were working or where you were at by your home. And so really he's saying, go one mile, then go ahead and say to them, I think I'll go another mile with you. In addition, I'll go an extra mile with you. I don't have to. I'm not being forced to. You can't require me to. But I'm going to do it, what, to show you something different show you that I can do something extra. And it's in the extra mile that you will see the witness of grace and mercy because now I'm going to go one mile, I'm going to go two mile, but then I'm going to go three and four all the way back home. So Jesus is telling uh, the, the, the people there that when you go the extra mile, you will show something about your life that may, can make an impact to that Roman soldier who, guess what, who even God cares about. How many of us God cares about people that we don't even like? There are people that are different than us. There are people that have a different story or walk through a different struggle or do not understand life or, or, or the steps that we've taken. Their journey has been completely different than ours, but yet Jesus says, if you'll go the extra mile, if you'll go the extra life, then you can even impact them. It's in the extra that there's a difference. And we see it all over Scripture. Jesus also in John 10, 10, which that's, that's a theme scripture about living that extra life, and Jesus promises that. John 10, 10, he says, The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. We know the enemy is coming to stop our life. The enemy comes and he tries to steal everything from us, tries to destroy the promise and the life that God has for us. He, he just wants to kill our dreams and kill our hope. 
So the enemy comes to do that, but guess what? I have come that you might have life, not just life, and then he adds this, this other statement that you might have life and you might have it more abundantly. You might have more life or extra life, not normal, not basic, not average, but Jesus says, I've come that you may have extra life because you know what I found out? You're going to need extra life in this world today. You're going to need a little something extra. Uh, raising a family, you're going to need extra, extra mercy uh, uh, in relationships, you will need extra forgiveness. Uh, in work, you will need uh, extra patience. Uh, in dealing with grown kids, you will need a lot of extra, extra patience. Come on, somebody. Not just them young kids. You, grown kids, another whole situation. That's another series. I'll do that later. But all this extra that you'll need. How many know sometimes in life you need extra joy? Sometimes we need something extra. The average won't do. The normal won't do. I, I need to go. If I'm going to believe God, if I'm going to help this person, I'm going to need to go the extra mile to help them. They're going to find freedom from an addiction or freedom from a, a pain in their life. They're going to need a little extra prayer. They're going to need a little extra attention. Uh, when when my, my wife was, uh, I mean, my daughter, uh, when, every, when I'd pick her up from school, she went to Parkview, and so I'd pick her up from school, McCall, and, uh, and, and my dad did this for me when I was in, in school, and he'd take me somewhere after school. He'd pick me up, and we'd go get a little treat or something. He'd, we'd, back in those days, 7-Eleven, get a little icy. And so, you know, when my, I started picking my daughter, I said, you want to go to 7-Eleven, get icy? She's like, no, I don't want to go there. I want to go to McDonald's. And so we would go to McDonald's. So she found something on that menu that she loved, and it, it's called a McFlurry. And so we'd go get a McFlurry, and she wanted M&Ms in her McFlurry. And so we went for months, and we got an M&M McFlurry. And then one day, she just said out of the back seat, she just said, Dad, do you think they'll put extra M&Ms in the McFlurry? I said, so, so you don't want the normal. You don't want the average McFlurry. You're wanting a bump up. You're like wanting an upgrade. You want extra M&Ms in it. She's like, yeah, let's try it. So how many know sometimes, like, you know, some of you, it's easy to ask for extra. Others, it's, it's a little intimidating. So I, I went to the drive-through speaker, and I was a little, little worried. You know, was she gonna, were they ever going to reject me? Was I going to get arrested by the McDonald's police? I, I don't know what's up with all this. And, and so I just said, "Excuse me, ma'am, can I get an M&M McFlurry?" And do, can I just ask you this? Is there a way for me to get extra M&M? She said, oh, yes, we'll get you extra m and Be a little upcharge. We'll get you some extra Boy, it just lit my daughter up. So, so for months, we do extra M&Ms. And, and do you know what happened? We never stopped with one extra. A couple months later, she'd say, Dad, let's go for extra, extra. And then, you know, six months later, let's do extra, extra, extra. And it, we would joke and laugh about extra, extra. She'd start saying it all the way to McDonald's. Can I tell you something? There are seasons you go through in your life. There are situations you go through in your life. There are some things you face where you don't need the average. You don't need the, 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 the basic. You need extra, 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 extra. Can I have a good amen? And sometimes we need that enough. And what's amazing is Jesus says, I'm going to give you enough life so that you can go the extra mile. I'm going to be enough for you. Because we always find God right outside of our comfort zone. You always find God right outside of the basic and the average. You find God in those moments for us. See, I believe that God has called us as a church to be a church of extra life for other people. We need it in the world today, not just for ourselves, 
but for other people, extra joy, extra forgiveness, extra grace, extra prayer, extra truth, extra freedom in our life, not for just me, myself, and I, so that I could be a blessing to other people. I'm going to need his extra mercy and his extra spirit so that I can be Jesus to other people. Because the goal of the gospel is not once we walk through the gospel door, is to not let the gospel door shut behind us. We live our life to hold the door open for other people. Others, others, others. Guess what? Because once we find mercy, once we find forgiveness, once we find life, we want to make sure somebody else finds it. That's how we live our life. That's the, that's the passion uh, of the Gospels, to be like Jesus, not for just ourselves, not to just be smart, not to just be super spiritual, not to impress people. We want to be like Jesus so we can impact somebody else's life. That's how the gospel works, and that's the intent of the gospel. My first pastor was a real intense guy. Uh, he, he was a long-winded preacher, uh, angry preacher. I don't know if you've ever been around an angry preacher. Got a little angry preacher on him where the whole time the preacher, you think, I don't think he likes me. I mean, like, you know, he, my first, he was like, he preached a little bit like, look at you, like, let me just tell you something right now. You know, kind of grit his teeth a little bit and, you know, a little mad dog on you while you were preaching. You know, you, you would think any second, man, he, he wants me to quit the church. He, he just don't even want me here. And, and he was like the preacher forever, preach a whole series on a Sunday. I mean, the whole series on one He'd do the whole year in the Bible on one weekend. We, we'd have to do something else the next weekend. Never, pre, never preach, never got out early. You're the last one to Piccadilly. Come on. I mean, you, you, he'd preach forever. Good man, godly man, but he was confronter, and he would confront you. And so I, I just started coming to the church, and I had a lot of questions, and, you know, I was a lot to deal with, and I'd follow him to his car, and, you know, didn't understand personal space, just all up, all up around him, asking him questions, and, 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 and you know, he'd be, and one day he stopped me, he said, son, he said, you, you have a lot to deal with. He just, we love you being here, we're glad you're in the church, but you just a lot to handle. And so he said, he said, here's what I want you to start doing. You ask me all these questions, you're always looking for an answer. He said, I want you to go home yourself. And I want you to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John over and over and over again. That's why he said, because that's where you find out the life that God intends for you. That's where you'll find out his life for you. And, and he also said, he said, and, and that's where you find out how to be like Jesus. He said, because the more I talk to you, the more I realize you are nothing like Jesus. How many know sometimes it's hard to be like Jesus in this world? It's hard to be like Jesus to people and, and to broken humanity and those that are, that are different than you. We need him to help us make a difference in the world today. We see this all over the scripture. One of those stories I love is in Luke chapter 14. Uh, I love this. It's kind of like a true life teaching because it gives us the idea of how Jesus is about the extra in our life so that we can have extra for other people uh, that are walking through or that are in situations or in a season of suffering. And so God saves us so that we can be a blessing. How many knows we've been saved to serve? Uh, we've been saved to not spectate. We've, we've come to Christ so that we can contribute, not just be a consumer, but be a contributor to other people in their life. So this is one of the stories that's in Luke chapter 14. I'll read it to you and then give you a few thoughts and we'll finish up. Luke chapter 14, verse 15. This is, in my Bible, it's called the parable of the great banquet. So Jesus is at a gathering. Matter of fact, he's at a Pharisee's house. And, and they were like the enemies. They were the, they were the, the, the ones you didn't want to be around. Those were the judgmental, uh, super religious, uh, didn't like nobody. Nobody else was good enough. So he's in their home. 
and he's having a meal with them. And, and in this moment of this meal, this gathering, he, he, he's having a conversation. Jesus could carry a conversation, which sometimes shocks many people that Jesus could actually carry on a conversation with people that were different than him. And so he's having these conversations, and he gets to this point where when he's having this conversation, one of the people at the table gets so excited about it that they just ask him a question. And they can't contain it. They just got to talk to him about something. And he goes into this parable about the kingdom, about the ways of God. And it says, one of those at the table were, uh, were with him heard this. He said to Jesus, blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. So he's talking about a feast in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied. He says, a certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, come for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. What an interesting word that Jesus uses, excuses. Since they start, they're, they're all making excuses, and uh, the Bible says that they came back and, and they began to tell. He told uh, the, the disciple, he told the master this, but he, he gives the example of the excuses. The first one said, I've just bought a field. I must go and see it. Please excuse me. So this man has possessions, and his possessions are getting in the way of accepting the invitation. Another said, I've just bought five yoke of oxen, and I'm on my way to try them out. So he's very busy. He has a company. He's an entrepreneur. He's a business owner, so he doesn't have time. So he's going to have to make an excuse to accept the invitation because he's just so in such a demand. Man. Still another one said, this is the best excuse of all, I just got married so I can't come. How many of us sometimes just throw your spouse under the bus? Don't worry about it. Just blame her. So he blames his spouse, blames a the relationship. There's now a relationship that's going to keep me from all that the master has prepared. Servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry. Now remember, Jesus is telling the story. And this comes out of the mouth of Jesus, that because they said no to the invitation, because they said no to what the master had prepared, and they made an excuse, not wicked excuses, and not like they were doing the devil's work or they were out doing, you know, horrible things. No, no, no. They just had misplaced priorities. They just had their priorities all out of line. And so the things that should be important are no longer important. The things that should matter no longer matter. And so they say no to this. So I love that the, the master, and Jesus telling this story, he doesn't shut the party down. He doesn't, you know, take his ball and go home. He just says, oh, oh, oh. where if they're not going to receive the invitation, then I'm going to do an extra round of invitations. I'll do a bonus round to another group of people. So he says then, okay. He says, I'll order the servants, go out quickly to streets, alleys of the town, Bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Interesting who the second uh, invitation goes out to. The poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Thank God Journey Church receives everybody. Everybody's accepted in God's house. No matter the struggle, no matter the challenge, no matter your past, no matter your pain, no matter what's happened in your life, we will go out and get you. And we will make space for you. We will go the extra mile so that those that are broken, those that are hurting, can have an opportunity where they come back and it says that they tell uh, the master, they say, what you ordered has been done, but there's still room. That's a problem because he didn't provide all of that for people to miss out. So he says in verse 23, then the master told his servant, go out to the road. So go back out a third time. 
go back out to the roads and country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. Can I have a good amen for God's word? I love the heart of the master is that my house will be full. Do whatever it takes so that every single person will know what I have provided and what I have purchased for them. That's why we have the message of the cross. That's why we do whatever it takes. We, we've got to build a building. We've got to add a service. We've got to uh, work, serve in a growth track. I, I need to serve in the parking lot. I need to, to help kids, whatever it takes. I, I, I need to be faithful in my time. I'll do whatever it takes. Uh, I, I'll, I'll, live, I, I'll live a way which it will reflect the invitation that God has for other people. Whatever the price is, Lord, help me to live an inviting life for other people. I love this story because I think it says a lot about the heart of God towards people and how we're to reflect the heart of God towards people. I love how Jesus is with people, which I think is incredible. I love how Jesus uh, tells the servants we need to broaden the search. Uh, I, I love how Jesus is an adder. Uh, Jesus is a bringer. Uh, Jesus is, it will invite people that other people have not invited, which I like that because I invite myself to stuff all the time. I'll show up a place that ain't nobody invited me to, but they want me there because I'll be like, what's up? Ah! I'm going to make it better. And so Jesus was an adder. Jesus was a bringer. Sometimes Dylan will say, I'll say, hey, cook some food tonight. We're going to bring some people. How many are coming over? I don't know, 5, 15, 30. I'm not really sure. we just see how it goes along the day. Let's just be a bringer. Let's be an inviter. Let's, let's be an adder. Jesus is an adder in this story. He says, go back out. You're not done. Let's do an additional round. Let's go beyond the normal and the basic. Let's go outside the average. Let's do everything we can so that other people will experience all that I have for them. He says, that's, that's the idea of the gospel. It's to keep it inviting. And we, we our, keep our life inviting to other people. So I wrote down a few things. I'm going to give you four things, four extras that I believe can change anything and change anyone. Just four extras. You may want to jot these down because I just see them all across this story. I see them all across Scripture. Here's the first thing uh, I wrote down, extra grace, extra grace. Lord, let me live a life of extra grace. You know, I, I think it's so important today uh, where we give other people the benefit of the doubt. We help people. I wrote this in my journal the other day. Let me live a life of high grace and low hate. High grace and low hate. Because there's too many people that are living a life of high hate and low grace. Just hating on everybody. Not having grace for people. Lord, help me to live my life in a way where I have grace towards people. That I, that I extend grace towards the hurting. I extend grace to someone that maybe is struggling with an addiction or struggling with the pain in their life or struggling with some type of trauma in their life. Let me live a life that extends grace to them, not just not shut them out, but, Lord, let me live a life of high grace. Say, why would you want to do that? Because God has given me high grace. So I want to I extend what God has done in my life. How many are you thankful that God has given you more than one chance? Can I better amen? I don't know about you. I'm like going a thousand. Come on, somebody. I mean, just God's mercy and God's good. So why not extend that to somebody else? Lord, Lord, let me extend grace to people to be a reflection. And, and the, more I, the more grace I extend, I think the greater the invitation becomes. So, Lord, let me live an inviting life. Because I don't want to do the opposite, which is an uninviting life. I want to live an inviting life. Here's the second thing that I see in the scriptures, extra love. I love how the master says, well, 
if, if those we invited, if they're not going to enjoy it, then we'll just, we'll just go love on some people that weren't invited. We'll go love on some people that may, can't get here. We'll, we'll go love on some people that, that may have never experienced this before. There's extra love. Lord, help me to, to give extra love to those around me, extra love, bold love. Uh, I'm, I'm grateful for the extra love of God. In the days that I've been very unlovable, he continues to love me. It, with people in my life that have not been, that, that at times have not uh, been lovable, but Lord, you keep loving even people that I don't like, you love. Let me live my life that way. Here's this third thing is extra serve. Lord, help me to live a life of extra serve, not, not, not average serve, not uh, a basic serve that I'm only going to help those who help me. I'll only help those who could do something for me. How many knows it's not love if we're only extending it to those that can benefit us? Who can I love that cannot repay me? Who can I, I care about? Who can I witness to? Who can I, who can I be there for? They may cannot do anything for me. I just want to display the love of God to others, 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 others. Extra grace, extra love, extra serve. And then the last thing would be extra generosity. Well, let me find, let me find myself in a place that I'm not afraid to live an over and above life. Through generosity. You know what? It's an amazing thing. And I know you find this when you begin to understand about the, the power of the gospel. The gospel changed my life. The gospel of Jesus Christ. It's an amazing thing when you take the gospel of Jesus Christ and you add generosity to it. You know, you know what I believe you come up with? Eternal impact. When you and I take the gospel, we provide scripture. Or we help someone who maybe didn't have the opportunity we have to, to, to know Christ. And we take the, the gospel and, we, and we, we add generosity to it. There, there's a domino effect that happens in someone else's heart. But you know what I found out? The Bible says it's more blessed to give than it even is to receive. How many times in my own life have I, have I been generous? And, and thank God for the generosity. But how many knows that so often when I'm generous, it does more for me than the person I'm trying to help? Every missions trip I've ever been on, Pastor Jay, I come away with more than I gave. Every time I've even been faithful in my tithe or I, I gave to an opportunity to expand God's kingdom, I've always gotten way more out than I've ever given. Because that's how the gospel works. Lord, help us to be a church where we're faithful in our tithe and offering. We're faithful in generosity. It's a consistent thing. It's a, it's a priority in our life. And, Lord, we just want to see eternal impact. Lord, I, I want to help. The, you know, the Bible says how the gospel is good news. How many of there are some people today that need some good news? I want to, I want to flip on the good news in their life. Uh, the other day, I'll finish with this. The other day, I was thinking about this scripture, how... Jesus is so inviting to people, how he just loves all kinds of people. And I was meditating on it. And my son was in town, and so he had an early flight to New York, and it was early. I'm talking about one of them, like, 5 a.m. flights, and you got to get up like you're going duck hunting. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like 3 a.m. wake-up call, get to the airport. And probably 4 o'clock, I dropped him off at the airport in Birmingham, and, and I watched him walk in. All I thought about is, you know, he's up in New York serving there, working hard. All I thought about, and Brother Wayne has taught me this, Lord, when people meet him, when people have an interaction with him, I hope they treat him like he's a son, like he matters. He's a person that matters. 
So I leave there, and I'm, I'm pulling out of the airport. I realize I need some fuel in my truck. And so there's a gas station right by the Birmingham airport. It's in, a, it's in an area of our town that's a very broken part of our town. So I said, well, I'm going to pull in there because we have a dream center there and some outreach expressions that I'm a part of. And so, so I'm going to pull in there. I kind of like it over that area. And so I pull in, and, and I sit there in my truck, and I see people. There's like four or five homeless people, 415, just milling around the parking lot. And I was like, wow. And I'm going through the process, just being honest with you. Okay, they're here. I'm getting my fuel. I need to keep my head on swivel. And, and I just be. And, and as I, before I got out of the truck, it was like the Lord spoke to my heart and said, hey, just like your son, you want you people to see him as a son, they're somebody's baby. So you need to see them differently. What's he saying? It's an extra mile. And I sit there, and I begin to fuel my truck, and one of those precious gentlemen came over, digging through the trash can beside me. I didn't have any cash on me. I knew I didn't, and I, I just wasn't, I, I was trying to not make eye contact, and I'm just sitting there, and I get done, and he said, and when I, I'm, I'm putting the, 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 the gas thing up, and I'm, I'm getting in my truck. It's like the Lord just nudged me and said, hey, I know you don't have anything to give him, and I know you don't want to be bothered by him, but uh, would you find something in your truck to give him from me? Would you, would you give him something from me? How many of sometimes the Lord will put you in a pickle? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Come on, really? You're going to ask me that? So I look in my truck, and there's like $2 underneath the seat, like a dollar in the backpack, and like a dollar in the console. I grab it. I said, excuse me, sir. I said, and I was honest. I don't, I don't believe in being, I don't believe he's going to be impressed with my spirituality. I just said, excuse me, sir. I didn't want to give you nothing. I said, but uh, Jesus told me to give you $5. He said, really? I said, yeah, Jesus told me to give you $5. He looked at me. He took that $5. I turned around and get my truck. He said, hey, sir, you going to pray for me? It's a great idea. I'm a pastor. <laughs> wow. You're the spiritual one. I'm not even clued in here. I'm just being honest with you. I'm not like many of you. I'm still dealing with some stuff. And I said, of course, I'd love to pray. I put my arm around him. Because I thought about that scripture. It says, if you've done it unto the least of these, you've done it unto me. I thought, I have an opportunity to hug Jesus. So I hugged him. I prayed for him. I got done praying. He, he grabbed me by the shoulder. He said, he said, these were his words, not my words. He said, sir, when you prayed for me, you, you, you made the darkness leave. He said, I don't know if you know all night long when I'm out here on these streets, it's like the, the, the devil follows me around. And when you prayed for me, he said, the sun came up early and the darkness left. And you know what I thought about? It was five minutes and five dollars. Five minutes and five dollars. Five minutes and five dollars. But to him, it was something extra that cut the light on. Hey, let's be that church. Let's be those people that live the extra life so that we can impact somebody else for God's glory. Can I have a good amen? Praise God. Let's bow our heads. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Let's pray together. 
Father, we just love you. And, Lord, I pray that you would help us to live a life of the extra. We will be people of the extra mile. We will be people of extra joy and extra forgiveness and extra grace and extra love and extra serve and extra generosity, God. Because we just never know when you want to impact someone's eternity, God. Or, Lord, you, we never know, Lord, when you want to drive back the darkness with the light of the God. So, Father, use us, use this church, Lord, to make a difference. Willing to live the extra life because you give it to us. So, Father, we love you and we worship you. Maybe you're here today. I know in just one moment, Pastor Jay is going to come and help you take that next step. Help you be a part of what God is doing here. Be prayed for, loved on, cared for. But all across this room, right before you leave, I'd love to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus Christ, an invitation to receive Christ. I'm not going to have you stand or come forward, but I would love to connect with you. love to give you the opportunity, maybe like that gentleman. Uh, maybe your conditions or situations are not like him or whatever that may be, but maybe you feel like, Dina, you don't have any idea of the darkness that is in my life right now. If I just feel like I'm being followed around by the darkness, by, by pain and stuff in my life. All across this room, you say, yeah, I need a new beginning. I need a fresh start. I need to receive Jesus in my life. I want to pray with you. I want to connect with you. All across this room, that's you. Could you slip up your hand? Say, Dino, can you pray for me? Come on. I see hands going up right now. Just pray for me. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, sir. You put that hand down. Can, can we just pray this out loud right from our heart? Just all pray, let's all pray it out loud. Just a, a fresh commitment to Christ. Say, dear Jesus, I invite you into my life. I believe that you died and that you rose again. So today, I confess you as my Lord and Savior. Be my everything. Be my forgiveness. Be my joy. Be my truth. And be my new beginning. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Thank you, Dino. Wow, what a great message. I get to hear it the second time. And, and this is the thought that I had after the first service was, you know what? We live in a world that's so hard on people. Would you agree with that? Shouldn't the church be a place of refuge? And I'm not talking about the building. I'm talking about us, people, wherever we are, that people should be able to, to feel safe around us, that we'll be there to pray for them, to encourage them, to have grace with them, to show them the love of Christ. And so... Well, we got, we got a mission, we got a mandate, we got a challenge to get outside of this building to go be the church, amen? And, and I thought about that, $5 in five minutes, because here we are uh, in just a short period of time going to be in the holidays. And you know, one of the darkest times that for all, so many people are the holidays, it's like they get depressed, they get discouraged, they, things in their life are magnified. And man, what an opportunity for us as the church to step up and to show them the love of Jesus, amen? So, Dino, thank you so much. Let's give him another great hand clap. Thank you for coming today and just dropping an awesome word in our hearts. Now, there's some of you in this room that you actually, you prayed that prayer. And in your heart, you chose to surrender your life to Jesus. 
Maybe it was the first time you've ever done that. Maybe you made a, a recommitment of your faith. And I want to ask you to do me a favor, if you would. If you take out one of our Connect cards, fill it out, check off the little box. It says, today I gave my heart to Jesus. And today as we dismiss this service, our prayer team is going to begin to make their way here to the front in our altar area. And they're here for you. Uh, they would like to talk to you about your next steps in your walk with Christ. They would love to, to pray with you and to encourage you. And church family, let me say this to you as well. You don't have to handle things on your own. There are people here that love you and want to pray with you. This prayer team's been praying for you all week long and trusting God uh, alongside of you. So they'd like to pray for you over whatever that need might be, if it's for you or a family member or a loved one. But as we dismiss this service, come and let them minister to you. Let's all stand to your feet. I want to encourage you guys, uh, be here tonight, 6 o'clock. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to laugh a lot. We're going to study the Word together. Great food. And uh, once again, apparently, we're going to give away a kayak and ice chest for everybody. It's going to be awesome, okay? So a lot of fun tonight. Cannot wait to hear what's on Dino's heart. But ladies, for you, uh, the Journey Girls are having their Christmas brunch that's coming up rather quickly. Go to the website, takethejourney.tv, purchase your tickets on there. That's going to be an awesome time for the ladies. And as we prepare to head out of here and to go show the love of Jesus, that five minutes, five dollars, whatever it might be that the Lord puts on your heart uh, to show the love of Christ to people, let's never forget this. We don't just go to church. We love you guys. Be blessed. We'll see you back here this next week.